Good morning. This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the old Trailblazer, coming back with another message from God's Word this morning. And we'd like to give you our mailing address, if you would. It's Radio Missions, Post Office Box, 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. We're bringing you a series of studies now on Satan, the god of this world, and we're looking now at how Satan's emissaries or how demon spirits are manifested. How do we how do we come into contact with those things? Well, we've seen in our last study or two how that much of our world has uh, is dominated and controlled by demons. We've seen how the preaching of the gospel has been watered down. How we sign movie houses now in our instead of our church house. That's right. That's right, my friend. But listen, the Bible says that in God's word that he has ordained by the foolishness of preaching to save them but that believe. We need, what we need is a thundering forth of the message of God's word from our pulpits in the power of the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> what we need, what I see that we need we need for some of our pastors who call themselves children of God to get up off of their uh, 18 inches, come in off of the golf courses, come in off of their condominiums and condos and boats and all of those things and get behind their pulpits and begin to preach God's word that man is depraved by nature and that God elected a number that no man can number. God is sovereign. God is grace, full of grace and truth, my friend, and we need to begin to preach against sin. Sin is taking over our world. In your city, in my city, in your town, in my town, in your home, in your school, in your office building, sin, everywhere you look is sin, my friend. Satan has perverted every home, every place that I visit. I see how, how our, our folks are dressing, how they're conducting themselves, and it's all Ten, ten, there's a tendency towards this, what they call a sexual revolution. My friend, many of our women don't wear enough clothes to cover anything with, and yet they wonder why they're being raped and mauled and all of those things. And I know that if we don't get up off of it and begin to preach against sin, that many of our folks will be uh, lost and going out into hell. Listen, listen, I know that preachers for years have said, Pastor, you'll never build a church on that type of preaching. Listen, listen, but here, here we stand, this ministry, we've uh, broadcast over 40 radio stations every Sunday, Sunday night, and, and that's the evidence what the Lord is doing here, that uh, what the Lord can do when we take a stand on the side of truth. Our people here come together here at Radio Mission to hear the gospel. We don't have religious movies. We don't have a, a, a comic strips or puppet shows in our auditorium or in our recreation halls. No, they don't hear dr jokes. I don't tell jokes from my pulpit, my friend. I read a story in a in a world in a national magazine recently where a man, a preacher, had two thousand jokes that he had told from the pulpit, and now he's printed a book called "I Tell a Joke." Listen, my friend, that man's a joke himself. He's going to wind up in hell if the Lord doesn't open his heart. They say, Pastor, you're not going to last long. No, nobody's going to come to hear that type of preaching. But one here and one there. Listen, one here and one, one there have come. The gospel preached under the power of the Holy Spirit never divides a church. It reveals a division that's already there. But listen, listen, it will disturb and lay bare and reveal the hearts of unsaved preachers, unsaved church members. That's right. If the 
gospel doesn't do that, nobody will ever get saved. Every individual who ever gets saved must be first stripped of that self-righteousness, those self-righteous rags. And my friend, this is the work of the Holy Spirit. I tell my folks here in our congregation at Radio Mission, day by day as I bring God's message here, I say we need a lot of things here. But we don't need greater auditoriums. We don't need a larger limousine for the pastor to ride in. We don't need those things. No, what we need is the Holy Spirit to walk the aisles of this old tabernacle and to call sinners unto the Lord, to probe that heart, to take the arrow of the word, take the sword of the word, and and, and thrust it between the, the bone and the marrow in our folks' heart. And that's what you need there in your church, my friend. Are you Are you in a dead church where there's no life? That's right. I hear folks, they write in here and say, Pastor, I haven't heard that kind of preaching in 50 years, 100 years, but my church is a dead church. It's like the churches there in Revelation. They're dead and don't know it, my friend. Another sign of demon possession is, is being manifested everywhere, in and out of the church. Is our men and women drinking and smoking? That's demon possession, my friend. I've never seen on any scale like it is now. Oh, they have a bar room almost on every corner. They stay open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That's right. And folks sit there and stand there and drink and go in there and drink and uh, and, and then smoking. Our, our children are smoking at an earlier age, and, and our government is trying to raise the price of cigarettes instead of coming out against the sin of smoking, my friend. It's the Price is not going to do any good. Make folks steal and rob more to get the money to do that right. That's right. That's right, my friend. Oh, I tell you, listen, listen. Many times the only light that folks have is at the end of a cigarette. That's right. That's right. This shows the unsaved condition in the pulpit and the pew and all over our land. My observation has been that every individual whom God has saved here under this ministry has given up all of those things long time before God ever saved them. Rebellion is broken in that heart long before they ever been saved. A woman has become obedient to her husband long before they ever been saved. A sinner has become obedient to those who have the rule over him long before he gets saved. In other words, when the gospel takes hold of that individual, they put clothes on their body, they throw away their beer bottle, and they take off their painted uh, toenails and fingernails. That's right. God doesn't save a sinner in his sins, my friend. That's right. He saves them from their sin. And preacher, religious leader, Pulpiter, pulpiteer, whatever you call yourself, who sees no harm in sin and these things that we've been speaking about, reveals that you're unsaved and shows the world that you uh, know nothing, know not right from wrong. That's true, whether you believe it or not. I know you can get mad with the old trailblazer and slam out of the house, but listen, one day, my friend, one day your knee's going to bow. I bring you hope this morning. I'm not a doomsday preacher. I don't preach doom and gloom. I'm bringing to you what the Lord has laid on my heart, that those things cannot be, and you know the Lord. That's exactly right. That's right. No, it's true whether you believe it or not. The world has always lived like that, but since the world and the church have gotten married, that's right, now, 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 the church lives like the world. As we go farther into this study of demon spirits, we find that they're real and personal. They spoke with the Lord Jesus there and recognized his supreme authority, which many of you don't even do. The fact is set forth in Matthew 8 in these words, So the demons besought him, saying, If thou cast us out, suffer us to go into the herd of swine. 
Oh, listen, listen. Have you ever read that story there in Matthew 8 with the, with the man with the uh, unclean spirit? The man there in the tombs of Gadara? He was so possessed with those demon spirits that his name was Legion because he embodied a legion of, of demon spirits and folks won't even believe that there are such a thing as a demon. And that poor man could not be bound. No, no, we'd have called in a psychiatrist, wouldn't we? No, but the, but the Lord Jesus didn't know what was wrong with him. He cast those demons out of him. Oh, my friend, listen, listen. He, when he cast them out, what did they say? They said they found him sitting and clothed in his right mind. Did you notice that? When the Lord came upon him there, he was had had chains hanging on him where he had broken loose, where they had bound him. Had on no clothes. He was a crazy maniac. That's what they called him, the maniac of Gadara. But the Lord cast those demons out. And did you know that every unsaved, unsaved person is possessed of the devil? Oh, in some manner or another, it may be a religious devil, may be an economic devil, may be a social club devil. Listen, listen, you don't have to be a raving maniac to be possessed with the devil. Well, I have folks here who are possessed with demons. I see them shooing them out of the room before they leave. They get ready to go outside of a room. They shoo them out, shoo them ahead of them. They talk to them. They speak with them. That's right. They converse with them. Oh, my friend, listen. Listen now. I'm telling you what I know. Now, over also in Mark 123, and there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, saying, Let us alone. What do we have to do with thee, thou Jesus, son of Na Jesus of Nazareth? Art thou come to destroy us? I know who thou art, the Holy One of God. Then again in Acts 19, and the unclean spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? Yes, these spirits are personal and real. They carry on conversation with the individual whom they possess. When once they get control of an individual's body and mind, they lead them prisoner at their own will. Yes, that's right. We have folks here uh, who are demons-possessed, cultured, holding good jobs, and these demons carry on conversation with them all the time. And when the Lord begins to deal with them about their soul condition, they become very active and all but drive that individual insane. Several times they've all but driven that individual to suicide. That's right. I know, I know, my friend, I know. Listen, listen, my friend. If you have studied the life of King Saul closely, you will find that David, the shepherd, the shepherd musician, was brought into the King Saul's court to play his harp to quiet the demon spirit which possessed the king so he could go to sleep. We find that now in every place that you go, in our stores, in our supermarket, they play in the soft, quiet music in the background because it takes the demons, it puts the demons, it loves them into submission that's right I've, I've seen folks sit up and listen to that music all day we've known those who could play the piano and be demon possessed they'd sit at the piano for hours and hours and play to keep the demons quieted down so that they could rest just a little while now my friend we're living in perilous times the old trailblazer's not going off on a tangent no ma'am no sir i'm bringing you what the lord said we're living in the days uh, before the soon coming of our lord we are soon we are soon approaching the coming of our lord are you saved this morning can i ask you are you do you know the lord i can go on bringing you all of the historicity of the bible and all of those things but that won't that won't do any good could i just ask you as i ask my folks here day by day do you know the lord 
Are you, are you rooted and grounded on Christ Jesus, our Lord? Or are you demon-possessed? Are, uh, are you caught up in the snare of Satan? Did you know that Satan has a snare for every one of us? He knows exactly what to hold out to you, my friend. That's right. That's exactly right. But are you trusting the Lord? Are you, are you day by day trusting the Lord, praising the Lord? I'm not talking about speaking in tongues and jumping over benches and stuff like that. I'm talking about quietly praising the Lord. That's right. I'm not talking about seeing a vision or a dream or, or those things. No, I'm not talking about seeing a, 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 an illusion of Jesus on your bathroom window and calling that a miracle. That's not a miracle. That's just a demon possession, my friend, in your mind, in your heart. I know that this contrary to common opinion now to speak against those things but my friend i need I, I must be true to your soul god's word told me tells me go forth and preach the gospel and do you know what he said you know the promise he gave me when i came here as a pastor of this work he said certainly i'll be with you the Lord is with the old trailblazer day by day. You may cuss and rant and rave, but the Lord is here with us, and he's leading us day by day to bring these messages. And one thing about it, my friend, your blood won't be on my hand. You may turn the radio off, throw it out the window, stomp it, and say, I'll not have that man coming into my house again. But one day, the, your blood won't be on my hand. It'll be on your hand because I've called your attention to your sin, my friend, and also to the fact that Christ died to save sinners such as you are if you turn to him. Did you know you're just a sinner? Oh, my friend, maybe you're saved. I hope you are. But maybe you're lost, just a lost sinner on the road to hell. But the Bible says Christ came to seek and to save that which was lost. That's what he did to the old trailblazer one day, saved me by his grace. Remember, our mailing address is Radio Missions, Post Office Box, 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Pastor Albert Pendorva saying, write us, let us hear from you. Goodbye and God bless you. Pastor Pendarvis reminds you, our Radio Missions Internet radio station offers music, current old trailblazer broadcasts, current Voice of Truth broadcasts, classic sermons, and more, 24 hours a day. For information on how to listen to Radio Missions Internet radio, visit our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org.